Diary of Doom. I'm your Cypher Dylan, and join me as we look back on the rich history of Doom Metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers. Every week, we will have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com, and subscribe and listen to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And if you have a question or want to pitch me something or direct me to uh, to uh, new alternatives for Parlor, no, don't do that. I'm not going to go on any of that bullshit. I'm just making a bad joke. Uh, you can let me know at diaryofdoom968 gmail.com. Please don't recruit me. Um, and uh, actually, before we get started, real quick shout out. We hit a thousand... Uh, thousand followers before the end of 2020 so uh to do that we celebrate to celebrate dire doom gave away a pretty big bundle of shit and uh congrats to gerald farrell uh one so that'll be going out pretty soon to him and uh i was happy to give it away whoa what the fuck was that that was my phone I, that i didn't put on silent <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. I thought you I thought you were trying to do like a musical like cue like oh he was so happy. That's my Yeah, no, that's my notification. Oh. Uh well, if it's not obvious, we have an, we do have always a guest here and returning guest August West, you know him from the show. <laughs> uh, what's up, y'all? So, if you, if um, you don't know, now you know. Exactly, now you know. But uh yeah, so obviously August been on a bunch of times, and uh, I believe this is my seventh. He's still the reigning, chapter, the reigning champ. But uh, one of those chapters was <clears throat> split into two, uh, so six episodes, but seven episodes. <laughs> yeah, that somehow that math makes sense somehow. Yes. Yep. So, um, but yeah, here we are. 2021 on the looming eve of possible civil war and what better thing to do than talk about literally anything else <laughs> yep. so um uh, but there's a there's a big there's a big name in the in the doom scene with the new album coming out and it's a pretty big it's a pretty big deal i think because it's been a while since uh they put out one but yeah i hate god's got an album coming out in march I don't know why I kept thinking it was coming out in January. I did I too. Did. I thought it was going to be earlier in the year. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, they have a new album coming out. And it's got a very long, like, Napalm Death esque <laughs> <laughs> title. It's such it's such a long name compared to. Although I guess like uh, I, oh fuck, you know what? I didn't do all my research because we were talking about the band. I forgot to read the read the chapter on on them. So. Yeah, what the fuck is this album? Oh yeah, a history of nomadic behavior. That's what it's called. Uh-huh. It's coming out in March. I think the first like they put out a track for it already. I haven't listened yes. to it yet. Actually, I have. I have. It's dope. It's like um, one of the. I'm faster. not. I'm not a. I'm. I'm actually not like a big. Unless it's intended to come out as just a single, I'm not usually a big fan of listening to it beforehand. I like to go in blind. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I eat it everything like, up with uh, meatloaf. I can't. I can't help myself. <laughs> it's like a movie, you know, like I generally don't watch a ton of trailers or as many as I used to. Okay. You know, because I like to yeah, be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I can surprised. see that. 
but yeah i I, it actually took me a little while to get into i hate god um i've been growing to enjoy them more and uh so i i did a a, i listened to their discography last week and today and uh i know they're one of your favorite bands and you know they're a band that obviously a ton of people fucking like and have a very long and sordid history of oh yeah you got the tattoo I had that shit 2000, I think, or like 2001. I got that thing. It's the it's the symbol for anybody that is listening. It's the um, the band symbol, the nine crown. It looks like a Rorschach test. Kinda. I don't know the story behind it, really. I don't either. I'm not gonna look it up either, right? Yeah, now. me neither, because I'm uh, for fear. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I've, I've, I haven't really checked them out a ton, but they're like, you know, I mean, I, what, what, probably what we will say about them is nothing new. I just figured it would be fun to talk about cause they have a new album coming out. Um, but they are like, they are like that one, one of those metal bands that you talk to. And, uh, like I had a coworker when I was working at the wine shop, uh, the guy who ran the cheese shop, not the, not the first guy, the second guy. And, um, <laughs> And he was in, you know, he was into like punk rock and and shit like that. Like, I think he was actually in a punk rock band in New Jersey for a little while. I don't remember. Fuck. I don't remember the name of them. You probably don't know them. They weren't even fucking good. They kind of they sucked, too. Um, (laughs) Something with like like hatchet split or something like that. I don't know. Something stupid, you know, Hmm. some dumb band, something like that. I don't know. And he he it was like the bands that he mentioned was like that were metal is he's just like, Oh, you know, I like thrash, you know, he's really into thrash. He's like, but you know, Oh, you know, like I hate God. And I was like, Oh yeah, I hate God. He's like clutch and you know, kind of that, mm-hmm. that wheelhouse, but they're cool. Cause they, they are like one of those metal bands that was able to sort of break out of their, their circle a little bit, instead of just being like, we're just going to play with all the sludge bands and whatnot. Like they, they've toured with mm-hmm. some pretty cool, like other bands that are not, yeah, yeah strictly uh do me i mean celtic they play Frost with everybody me. they'll play with everybody from i've seen them open up for anal cunt or no i've seen excuse me i've seen anal cunt open up for them twice so i've seen they play with bands like that but they also yeah. opened up for white zombie yeah and then they you know? uh, also opened up for napalm death more recently yeah. there you go um which is pretty cool because like but i don't know they they have that they have that sound of like there's enough griminess for it to appeal to like a, a grindcore crowd. And, you know, I know that's a tough sell because those mm-hmm. grindcore fans and just any, anything that has the word core in it, those people like to move. <laughs> that's not yeah. a slight against them. That's just like, they like energetic music. Yeah. The, uh, actually the first, the per the person that got me into them was a grindhead. Yeah. So. They have that weird sort of, they have that appeal and, uh, yeah, so we we're just gonna like talk about the records, but like, how did you? You know, you're the longer fans. So, like, why did you get into them? What did you find out about them? I first heard about them in the '90s, late or mid late '90s, and um, the first song I heard was "Story of the Eye." And when I heard "Story of the Eye," I was like, because I had seen the name, right? And the name is a little bit. Um, intimidating, let's just say, especially for you know 
an impressionable youth, which I was at the time. And um, so I didn't listen to them for a while because I thought they were just a nasty grind band, you know, because the guy that was telling that that was mm-hmm. telling me to check them out was a grind head. And um, it wasn't. And then I heard the first song I heard was Story of the Eye. And it's a groovy song, like a lot of their songs. It's super groovy. And um, I'm like, this is not grind. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then the next song I heard was um, Serving Time in the Middle of Nowhere. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then from there, it just went crazy. And then I, the first full album I got was uh, Take His Need of Her Pain. And then I was like, that's it. Uh, this band's fucking badass. Dude. I mean, they... They've they've never broken up, let's just say, nope. which is nope. insane because mm-hmm. this band <laughs> is one of the craziest fucking bands <clears throat> that has walked this planet. I mean... Even when multiple members were in jail, they did not call it quits. They've... They've... Uh, I, well, I'm, I'm sure they've had to cancel shows, but I mean, like, even when, like, Mike was out for his, like out for like health reasons twice you know they just mm-hmm. got replacements vocalists or whatever yeah. but uh they yeah they've never stopped it's never been like there's never been the i hate god breakup it was like even when like jimmy left to to go do well he never left he went to go focus on down because i'm sure mike was too busy like shooting up heroin and he's like well i'm just gonna shoot up less heroin and go get paid <laughs> Um, and they, play the uh, drum. Well, I know um, when I first got to see them, which was in 2002 or 2003, maybe it was the Preaching the End Times tour, and they had they had just come back from a really long break, and um, we had thought that they had that they had broken up, but um, when they announced the tour, we were so excited that we followed them for four shows we saw four shows on that tour oh um, wow in in four nights yeah so we just basically just followed the band around like by the time the third night came i remember it was at the church of the unitary uh, the first unitarian church in philly and it's like an alleyway you like walk down and i remember we were walking down the alley and i just hear well look who it, look who it is now and then we turn around and it's mike mike was like talking about us you know what i mean because he had seen us the two nights before Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah it was just really cool we were kind of hanging out like it was pretty cool we got to like hang out with everybody in the band but like kind of at different times you know like the the uh the first night i hung out i I sold jim weed i sold i sold weed to jimmy bauer the first (laughs) night of the show uh which i didn't know i thought i was just going to be selling a dude a random dude weed but then the dude brought me downstairs and it was fucking Jimmy. And I was like, Oh shit. But I tried to give him the weed at first and then he forced money on, on me. And then I was like, Oh, you, maybe we could trade for like a shirt or something. He's like, no, we don't. He's like, I don't want to fuck with the merch money. And he was like, just take my money. <laughs> and he, he just gave me like a bunch of crumpled up dollar bills and shit. And I was like, dude, I'll just take this. Weed. You know? And uh, the next night hung out, it was Baltimore hung out. Uh, it was at the auto bar in Baltimore and at the, uh, the auto bar, they have a house next door, which is owned by the bar people, which is like where the bands hang out and shit. Mm-hmm. And 
I just walked right up in there. Honestly, I didn't even give a fuck. I just walked straight up in there because my two <laughs> buddies, my two buddies, they went and got liquor. They were they were like, oh, we're going to go get some beers. Blah, blah. I was like, dude, because I don't drink. I was like, well, I'm going to smoke a joint. So um, I just saw all these people going in and out of this house, and I knew they were the dudes with the band. I was like, fuck it. I just walked straight up in there. And uh, Brian was on the couch watching a Jim Croce uh, video. And uh, I sat down next to him and lit up a joint, and we smoked a joint and watched Jim Croce. And then uh, Bauer came in, sat down on the other side of me. So it's like I got Brian on one side and Bauer on the other, and we're just smoking this huge fatty. That <laughs> and we're all watching Jim That's Croce awesome. talking about how kick-ass Jim Croce was. Yeah, that was really fun. And uh, then by the fourth night, the the fourth night, we were we went went to a bar, and uh, Mike was already in there with the roadie drinking at the bar because Mike uh, was on probation at the time. He couldn't. Uh, like smoke weed or do anything except drink and uh so he was just getting shit hammered like he just carry around a big bottle of jägermeister oh he would, like, god he would well he would he used to um get shit faced on it but then he would pour in down the throats of the people in the front row i haven't seen him do that in a long time but yeah he I used to do that shit often yeah that was that was pretty cool <laughs> he used to do that. <laughs> Um, no, you don't see that. It, it's uh, that I, I would not be surprised if generally like that sort of that breed of of activity, you don't really see that a lot anymore. Like just mm-hmm. across the boards, like people just are playing. It's just like yeah. everything's gotten everything's gotten. But it, it's it's neat because everything has gotten a bit like less chaotic and crazy but it seems like it's been more about now the actual quality of the show. Cause like, I think you could probably look at it like I went to this show and like X band played and they were all shit faced and the audience was shit faced and it was amazing. And they played and there were three fights and it's like, well, that's a great show like memory. Like, cause it was unique, but now it's like, people are like, Oh man, I went to go see, I hate God. And they were tight. They sounded great. They, you know, like it sounds like they're Mm -hmm. working to, play or something like that i feel like that's sort of the the tonal change now people don't really want to see fuck ups in a mess you know because it's just the yes. whole atmosphere has changed mm-hmm. i mean they were always, they were um, musically they were always pretty tight even yeah. um if i think mike was is like um the kind of x factor in their in their um a lot at, at once not anymore but they're live um yeah, they were going to come across live. Like I've seen videos of them playing New Orleans and stuff. And he is, he was so drunk that he couldn't sing. And he was just passed out on the, on this, on this, the drum riser right in front of the drum, just laid out. <laughs> and um, Ben from Soylent Green came up and sung the whole set. And wow. Sammy was there too. And Sammy was there too. I'll bet you there it's on YouTube. I used to have a DVD of it. I haven't looked for that, but I bet <laughs> you it, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's that's him and Sammy. Awesome. Yeah, but tra- that's what I'm talking off. about um yeah on the vocals um man they used to be fucking crazy <laughs> i mean i tell you what i'm not trying do to you want me to do you want me to get the book i could probably find some some like you, i mean you can if you want um yeah i'm gonna grab they, it real uh, quick. yeah good keep talking just keep talking okay they i mean they just you know they were a band that you could count on to be at the very least kick ass i don't know about tight or whatever now yeah but back then i don't know about tight but i know about kick ass and that band used to kick ass 
Uh. Yeah, man, they uh, they had a band. There was a band opening up for them called Byzantine. Oh yeah, I know Byzantine. Byzantine. And, yeah, uh, they're sort of dudes, like they're just like um, they're they're pretty good, but they, they're like they, uh, they're like a metal band. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, they're a metal band. They were not like I hate God at all. Brian dug them. I I thought they were all right. They um, they used, they were they made me trip out one time when I was watching. Like I was like watching, I was like, oh, they kind of induced like psychedelic visuals in me just from their music. Pretty good. I hate God is an edge lord band. <laughs> is that what it says? Yeah, and like I get it, man. <laughs> yeah, they definitely uh they they definitely wrote some questionable shit uh mm-hmm. in there. Oh yeah, there's that song. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that song. Yep. Well they you know what it's called now? White neighbor. Yeah, white neighbor. Now it's called white neighbor. Jimmy always used to introduce that song. You know that? Back in the day, he would take the mic from, uh, from from Mike, and he would he would always. This next song is called what? Oof. Yeah. Um, one of the best parts about their old shows. Oh man. Oh, I'm so glad I remembered this. Joey, rest in peace, was one of the most hilarious motherfuckers. This dude used to do something I never saw any drummer do. He would use the snare mic to banter in between the songs. Like when you, if you ever listen to them playing with him, he all, you can hear him clear his day in all the recordings because he's talking into the snare mic. I never heard anybody do that before. Like he would bend over and, and be talking into the. <laughs> he's the, he, dude, he was amazing. They, uh, they got in trouble in Billy's studio when they were doing recording uh dope sick somebody so when he when he cut himself yeah he cut himself and he yeah, stuck throwing the blood I, I, I got a it? Quote. yeah i got it right here what does it say people describe heroin withdrawal as a rebellion of the body a war your skin and internal organs wage against themselves that violence is immediately apparent in my name is god uh i hate you what a good what a good song title Williams, who split his time between New York City and NOLA to record dope sick moans like a dying man before letting loose a rabbit howl and then smashing a bottle, all of which is caught by a hot mic that funnels uh, each sound through feed, uh, through sharp feedback. Williams cut himself on the bottle and bled everywhere. Instead of cleaning it up, his bandmate took cues from Charles Manson's disciples and wrote on a wall with the singer's blood. Williams recalled, that whole session was bizarre. <laughs> That's putting it lightly. We got a garbage can and thought, let's scream over it for the intro, but it got out of hand. I was probably intoxicated and ended up cutting my hand open, dripping blood all over the studio. I don't know if it was Joey, but someone started writing Helter Skelter, some kind of Manson stuff. The guy from the studio was this huge cocaine addict, and the guy who owned the place didn't know what to say and freaked out. He called our label saying, these guys are insane. You got to get them out of here. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's totally that's totally staying in. What an amazing musical cue. <laughs> that's amazing. That's a great intro. Um the album though, the way it starts out dope sick is fucking awesome. That smashing of the bottle in the um Oh, they toured with neurosis. That's pretty wild. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw a poster for that one time. Oh wait, I just saw this wait, uh I think this is uh uh, like uh, Mike, the fucking Mike stuck in uh, hurric- the hurricane is insane. 
Oh yeah, Katrina, when he got Katrina. arrested and oh, he yeah, had to break into the pharmacy, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, for the yeah, reason why yeah. we should be working to rehabilitate and not criminalize it. Yes, exactly. He ended up doing some time. Well, actually, the he's, he's done a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, well, the preaching that the preaching the end time. Uh, when I, was, I said how he was on probation, that's what he was on probation for. Was the uh, the whole Katrina thing? We got a hotel yeah, room, that, but Morgan City is so yeah, small. Yeah, him and Morgan, I, right? No, uh, Morgan City was where they wound up. Oh, oh. Uh, and he said. Uh, Morgan City is so small that I think that if they see anyone with long hair and tattoos, they think they're suspicious. Plus, we were from New Orleans, which they knew because we had to show ID to rent the hotel room. So the cops totally came into the hotel room, and that was that. So they found Xanax. <laughs> yeah. Just like Arrested Development smash cut. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh... yeah they, they've been through some hard times, man. But you know what? It's cool as fuck is that they're all still around. And they're all kind of got their stuff together for the most part. And that, oh, except for Joey. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, they, uh, but you know what I mean? They, they soldiered on, I should say. I think there's a good, there's a, let's see, a testament to, uh, William's impact and influence is that his friends and fans provided him with financial support before and after the surgery, uh, which has, motivated Williams to take better care of himself and develop a new appreciation for being in one of the most influential, iconic, problematic, and beat-to-shit bands in existence. Hmm. That's pretty nice. Quote. Oh, yeah. he got. I remember like seeing yeah, old he had a liver. of him. And then uh, he's like fucking pretty goddamn thin now. Mm-hmm. Well, he has, a, he's, has somebody else's liver. Yeah. You know? Imagine getting a liver transplant and then still get pissed up. Oof. Imagine that. It's like saying, fuck it. Oof, no, no, I'm sure he, I, I know for a fact he, he does not drink like he used to. I'm sure he does drink, but I'm sure he, it's not like he used to. Because um, I have seen that dude. It's bad. You know? I have, yeah. So, like, I haven't seen them yet. I'd like to go see them, you know, when it happens. Um, they played at Psycho in they played at Psycho Las Vegas in 2018, but we we didn't go. Uh, we passed on that for something else. I don't I don't know. Better be good. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think just at the time I wasn't super into them, and uh, Sarah's not a huge fan, so I think we kind of oh. just were like <clears throat> gave it a pass. That's why. So I don't have any. I have no history with this band other than just people talking about them for a long time. <laughs> right on. Um, so yeah, but I listened to the records and for the most part, they're all, they're all pretty good. Um, I guess we'll go in order. Um, I didn't listen to like any of the, the demo stuff. So I started out with uh, in the name of suffering uh, came out in the year of my birth, 1990. <laughs> um, I think this is their, definitely their weakest album it it feels to me like it was very just very it feels very rudimentary and it's super sabbath like it's super sabbath and i'm glad they mm-hmm. kind of moved away from just completely trying to ape uh and just make it sound like crusty black sabbath um mm-hmm. or like even or even like crusty black metal kind of like i don't really know what i don't really know what the 
spread of black metal was at the time but like like mike definitely has like more it felt like black metal vocals on there which is weird because i don't really i'm sure that was more like a crust influence because crust some crust punk bands and shit they have that he is uh 100 percent a crusty punk dude like oh yeah still like that's where he lives you know what i mean um he uh still wears like fingerless gloves <laughs> for fashion hey man sometimes you just can't change those little things but like yeah. whatever i'll give yeah. him a pass for that that's fine mm-hmm. but this definitely felt like testing the waters like you know very much like a first album and, they were uh, figuring it out yeah and you could tell and i mean there's there's still some good songs on there um mm-hmm. like left to starve and god oh, song, song probably yeah. the two that i like the most i like the the breakdown and groove on hit a girl is really good that like you know when the but the yeah but you know what they, but you know what i noticed too is every single one of the songs starts exactly the same with like that reverb squeal where it's like the feedback they yeah, all, yeah, yeah. yeah the feedback mm-hmm. every single That's part song of their sound I know, like, but not every one of their songs after that open that same way. They use it a lot. Um, and like, but like when it, you see them live, <laughs> they just open up the amps like before the show. Like they just when they come out and they just they just open all the amps up, and it's just fucking squealing feedback for like a couple minutes before they start playing. Like that's it's, pretty um, fucking cool, actually. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Um, and then there's I like in their songs too. Like they'll like you know there'll be a riff and boom, 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 boom. you know like it's still it's part of their sound. Like it's um yeah yeah it's definitely part of their sound. I think yeah, but yeah it was it was fine. It wasn't horrible. I wouldn't say it's horrible, but I definitely would say they got better. Like oh yeah, yep, they yep, definitely yep. got better. Also wild that they've really only put out and like five albums. Mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. the, the um, level of goodness of the songs is like pretty good i swear oh i made a note <laughs> like we didn't say this before but like i do just i hate god just they just sound gross they just are like they're <laughs> yeah. one of those bands where you're like they're just if you need to describe gross just listen to this band and this is what gross Yo. it sounds like you want to hear something really funny? Sure. I walk. I, I walk into Jacksonville. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. I walk into a Chick Fil A. The lady behind the counter takes one look at me, starts shaking like uncontrolled, like, and just walks off. And I was like, "What?" And I was like, "I just want a chicken sandwich." <laughs> the manager comes over and says, "Sir, you're going to have to leave." I said, "What?" What are you talking about? I just want a chicken sandwich. And he says, um, we're not going to serve you. And I said, what? I was like, why? And he goes, your shirt. I was wearing an I hate God shirt. <laughs> the dude, I said, let me. Well, Chick-fil-A like, is all about uh, God, man. Uh, well, apparently I was like, let me speak to your manager. He was like, I am the manager. We want you to leave. I was like, this isn't right. I was like, this is bullshit. And he's like, we can reserve the right, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know what? I'm calling the cops. I called the cops. A cop came. I was denied a chicken sandwich. A cop came, forced them 
to give me my food for free. They gave me the all, all the meal and everything for free. I fucking took it. I walked straight over to the garbage and I dropped it into the garbage in front of everybody. And I gave him the finger and I left. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. You know, that lady, she was, I never, it looked like I fucking, it, she had a look on her face like, like I did something to her daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just saw, was, you saw yeah. the devil. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was pretty funny. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, right? That's insane. Yeah. Fucking shit. Oh, I'm glad I remembered that. <laughs> You ever go go back to Chick-fil-A? Let's just say I have a soft spot for Chick-fil-A milkshake, like their ice cream, their vanilla ice cream. So I have gone back and I've gotten, not to that location, but I have gone uh, (laughs) there since then. And But I usually only get uh, the vanilla milkshake because I like the vanilla milkshake. (laughs) I don't like anything they stand for, honestly, or, you know. And I don't even honestly think that their chicken is like all that great, but I personally like the uh, uh, Popeyes one better. The Popeyes yeah, yeah. one they introduced was very good. Mm-hmm. So, oh, is this? Uh, wait, is this? Is this an episode of uh, uh, you talking chicken? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> all right. I'm your You're host, good. Dylan. And uh, back again in the saddle for this episode of Talking Chicken is uh, my buddy August West. We're just talking about the rivalry of chicken. Yeah, we're talking about chicken. How can you got to? You can't talk about anything else if you talk about chicken. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make some chicken sausage. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, we got a sausage grinder. Grind it up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's good. All right. Well, we've got the uh, chatter about the chicken in. So yeah, yeah. uh, there we go. All right, good bit, good bit. I totally stole that from uh, com- like Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> Not Comedy Bang Bang. I, I've been listening to this podcast that's part of like the Comedy Bang Bang troupe, and it's the one I think I told you about. It's all about you two. No. Oh, dude, it's fucking hilarious. You should totally listen to it. It's called You Talking You oh. Two to Me, and it's uh, Scott Ackerman and uh, Adam Scott, the dude from Parks and Recreation, and they yeah. just they just go through all of U2's discography. And I do not fucking like U2, but this <coughs> podcast is fucking hilarious. And they just like break off into tangents about all kinds of like wacky shit. And it's hilarious. Oh, nice. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, dude. Apparently, it's, it's pretty good. Apparently they were my dad's favorite band. U2? U2? Yeah. My mom told me that when I was little. Uh, I don't. Hey, I don't. is this an episode of you talking U2 to me? Hey, <laughs> no, maybe. we're not going to do it. Um, Sunday, no, bloody Sunday. Uh, no, I I do not really like you two. You know what? I think <laughs> Edge, I think, terrible. I I think the Edge is a pretty cool guitar player actually because I like some of his like. He's got effect. his own sound. But I just think fucking Bono is so corny and like yeah, just a- lame and like. Uh, and then I'm like, I don't know anything about the other two guys other than they're just there to play the rhythm section. Wait, there are other guys in the band. Yeah, right. It's wild. Right. <clears throat> um, but anyway, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk yeah. about fucking I hate God. So next one was, uh, yeah, this is the hey, are you, uh, I, I love 
no, I don't know. I'm trying to make a pun out of it. <laughs> Turn it like if you go through and listen to like every I Hate God album, like it's you talking you two to me. Like I'm trying to think like what would the the stupid pun name be? Um I don't know. I hate Godcast, the podcast all about <laughs> oh, podcast all man. About, uh, I hate God. There you go. I hate Godcast. All right. Wow. Man. I'm kind of sad I didn't think of that actually <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Well, you can do a bunch of editing magic and put it back in the beginning. <laughs> I might just drop that in. That's pretty fucking funny. It um, is hilarious. Yeah. Then I listen to um, <laughs> "Take It's Needed for Pain" is up next. That came out in '93, and uh, this album was uh, really fucking good. Yeah, um, that's I really one of my like this one a lot. It's got everything. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, it's it's just like Sleep did. They just became a better band, like, instantly after the first one. Um, but, like, first thing I noticed about this was they kept using, like, they used more samples. And I and it's kind of, it's it, there's really, like, kind of weird fucking morbid shit, you know? Like, just mm-hmm. fucking horrible, like, quotes from, like, horrible people and... <laughs> uh you know or just like you know some fucking political nonsense that was getting espoused back in the day by some shithead or some fucking redneck or whatever and mm-hmm. it's like it's pretty gnarly but in a weird way it's like kind of interesting to hear that versus like oh we're just sampling like some more astronaut chatter nonsense <laughs> we smoke a little grass play a lot of music yeah um but this definitely um this felt more like oh they were kind of they were starting to take on their own sound and kind of like build the foundations of like that sludgy sound like like you know like you know i know we you've said that um that grief was like you know the band that sort of started that but i feel like i hate god was the one that kind of took that and they really made their own you know nola sound to it and uh absolutely i think i described it more like it felt like like slow hardcore but but with the grit and grime of crust punk like mike sounds so good on this record too like he is just like he's screaming weirdly enough a bit clearer and it it sounds better than just being like like he does like a lot of like scream wailing in the Mm -hmm. the first one this one he's more like He's actually like belting out his absurd lyrics. Yes. Which um by the way are poems that he writes. Yeah. And he Weird, has like like stream of conscious, right? Yep. Yep. It's um he uh uh he has one, possibly two books in publication. Mm-hmm. Uh that are uh, that are his poems. They're like poetry books. Um I want to say the the first one is called Cancer as a Society. I think that's what it's called. Um, hmm. And it's definitely, there's like Zero Nowheres in there. There's um, a couple other songs. Um, it's not all the songs. And a lot of the poems are not songs yet, you know, hmm. um, because that's one of the interesting things about the way they write music is that the band writes the music and then he already has the lyrics ready to go and he just matches it to the song. 
Yeah, it's a it's a very so. weird. Um, <clears throat> it's like a very weird, odd approach to like how, how that's you know because usually it's like you build a song with a structure and you know you they're like this is where the lyrics will go and you kind of build around that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of just like, yeah, fuck it. Just do what you do. And I'll do what I do. And it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I believe they give him a little direction on where to. Probably. Yeah. Stuff, but um, but yeah, um, for the most part, I believe that's where they, they, they go about it. But I, I like the song blank a lot. Oh, I love that song. That was really great. And uh, also just kill your boss. I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know. that song rules. <laughs> you know what's you know what's cool about Blank, is that what like on those three those four nights we saw them, right? The first two nights they open up with Blank shoplift, this where they split it, and then the third night they did Blank all the way through. Didn't expect hmm. that. I was like, whoa, that's cool. <laughs> you know, um, they changed the set list every night when when I when I saw them. They they play that's different set cool. every night. Yeah, that's pretty. Cool. Um, like if you go see them two nights in a row, you're not you're going to get a totally different show. Hmm. I like that. I like when bands do that. Yeah, me too. Uh, so then you get then Dope Sick comes out in '96. So like pretty consistent run right now. You know, it's like every mm-hmm. three years they're dropping stuff. Um, and like Dope Sick is probably I describe it as like their iconic. They're, this is like the album that put them like permanently on the map. This is the one that most people I think are probably going to define them by. Um, I would say because that. It's tighter, better playing. They're, they're, they've all like, I mean, I don't know who, I don't know the lineup at this point. Like, they've actually, only changed me... bass players at that point. Okay. So this is. They're the third bass player, actually. I think every album had a different bass player up until then. Vince LeBlanc. Okay. Uh, is the one who recorded this record. Like, they, but in general, though, like, Jimmy's better. He's got, like, he's got the sound down because now mm-hmm. it's, like, that mix of the groovier style, but it's still got that very classic, like, kind of simple riffage going along but it, it but again like it's it but it still has enough of that crusty sound to give it that edge mike mm-hmm. sounds pretty great and yeah. like i uh take as needed for pain is just raw you know it's just a little bit raw it's a little bit yeah slightly rougher around the edges this definitely feels like it was produced not badly yeah. but definitely a more produced you mm-hmm. know at this point they're a name band you know Yes. So, and they're like, they're. It, it's it's interesting that they were not part of the grunge movement more so. Like, they seem like one of those bands that could be like auxiliary grunge, you know. But they they really were not. I mean, they were so just down in New Orleans and. Mm-hmm. It took a and then it just took time for them to get bigger and but I guess they really don't have like that grunge sound because I mean they're it's like I'm like oh this band is like disgusting but <laughs> but they are enjoyed and I I say that just because they're enjoyed by other musicians like they're enjoyed by punk rockers basically that's yes. what I'm 
kind of that's what I'm stupidly trying to articulate here. Hmm. Yeah, I mean they, uh, as I said, well they, man, it's they played with all all kinds of different bands. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I saw them play with fucking anal cunt. You know, with Black Flag. That was. Did they actually ever play with Black Flag? I didn't know that. I I know that they're a huge influence on them. I know that like that's where a lot of their punk stuff comes from. Oh no, sorry, Black Sabbath. Black Flag. Oh. But that's still pretty cool too. Yeah, according to this, it says the. Oh no, I'm sorry. This is influences. Sorry, sorry. Oh okay. I was about to say. My bad. My bad. My bad. Whoa. Um. Let me see if I can find some. uh... You know that those shows with anal cunt. Oh my god. (laughs) Seth. Seth had already. No, they'd ever played with Black Flag. I don't. Oh okay. I just I misread that. So my bad. No, that's fine. But yeah, oh man, dude, these those shows. Seth was he had a walker. He was like using a walker because he like smoked so much crack that he had like a fucking thing popped in his brain. Ugh. Made him like made him into one of those people that he used to make fun of a lot. Um, so he could do. You know, the dude come out in a walker with a walker, and they did. I'm still standing. I don't know any fucking Yo, anal cut. It's it's old Carpenter song. Like they, oh. they covered like the Carpenter song. I think it's a Carpenter song. I have to, but they played "I'm Still Standing" and it was ridiculous. Like watching that was like I couldn't even fathom the. It's Elton John song. Oh, <laughs> it's an Elton John song. They covered Elton John, and I I was just like, what am I watching? What am I watching? Mm. You know, I'm watching a man made it his business making fundamentally challenged people who became one himself and then sung a song about it i distinctly remember that sounds that is hands down laughing i was yeah i was laughing but like not like at them (laughs) you know what i mean like i was just like you're you're laughing laughing into the universe like a sheer horror yeah exactly 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 like because i'd seen them at CBGB's back when they were real anal cunt, like before he became. Yeah. Uh, and the dude was like making fun of this dude in a wheelchair that was in the front row. He was just like, he was like, oh, don't knock me over. He was talking about the guy. Oh my God. Like, guy. Um, anyway, this show's about anal. This show's about, uh, I hate God, not anal cunt. <laughs> this show's about but, anal. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did say that. Um, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> but just know that oh. that was fucking. Oh, oh wait, strange. are we gonna get into an episode of Anal Eyes? This? <laughs> what is that? What? Ooh. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, not do that. I'm sorry. I keep doing this. All right. Wait. No, you're who fine. Do, it's... Who do you think? I mean, I I think I know the answer. <laughs> like, you know, I hate God. Buzz Oven. Well, Buzz Oven is not a band anymore. Yeah. They, uh, and I don't, I don't think ever will be. They're, they're, they're pretty close, um, as far as like crustiness and and filthy overall filthiness. I think. Yeah. Um, they're pretty close. I would like to have seen them together. Maybe I hate God is cool. is the filthier band just because they managed to continue to to exist versus like Buzz Oven and it just seems like everything in that band just collapsed. Yeah. 
So hmm. I like I like the uh, the one Buzz Oven album, the one that Dixie played on. I like that one a lot. My favorite's At a Loss. I think that's the one. At a Loss. What's the one that has the song with the Jaws samples? I don't know. The one that the one I'm thinking of is the one that At a Loss starts out with the taxi driver sample. One day a real rain is going to come and wash all this scum off the street. (laughs) And they cover uh, BTO on that. Don't bring me down. They cover that song or ELO. ELO. Um, ELO. Yeah, they cover. Yeah. uh, yeah. Oh no, I think it's Sore. Sore is the one. Oh okay. Yeah, Sore's. I like that record a lot. Yeah, they're. You know, they never have any lyrics. Buzz oven, like but the, he just he just records. Yeah, he's it just screaming. Yeah, he's just yelling. Huh? I don't know. As far as I know, and I think I knew that actually. I feel like I read that somewhere. So anyway, um, but back to Dope Sick. Yeah, it's uh the songs I liked. Um, I like Dix- Dixie Whiskey a lot. That was a good Great one. Song. Zero Great Nowhere, song. and I like the That's press. My favorite the bonus track. That was good too. Mm-hmm. My favorite song from them is Zero Nowhere. Although my favorite album from them is Take His Needed for Pain, which is not doesn't it's not on that album, but like oh. my favorite song is Zero Nowhere. Just that riff, dude. When it fucking when they break that shit down and that riff comes in, it's well, so you know what sleep, I, sleepish. What, <laughs> well, what I thought about this record was I'm like, oh, this is this ba- this sound gets aped a lot. By a lot of bands. Hell, now. Yeah. Like, like, but you but, said it. But specifically the dope sick sound. Yes. Not not yep. take as needed for pain, not the mm-hmm. self-titled, mm-hmm. but like specifically this album. Like, this is you hear this a lot, and I'm like, oh shit, this is where it all began. Yep. You said it. You were like, um, these riffs sound so familiar, is because every other band has played them already. <laughs> you know yeah it must be weird from, from the other end of, you know well yeah uh but at the same time like uh it's got to be kind of funny you know you ever see that video uh that bongzilla video from Which like one? france and jimmy's just like they're playing like outside some fucking Out the street like, yeah 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 and jimmy's just sitting on like a fucking stool like smoking a cigarette drinking a beer watching him and then it just like gets like I don't think any of the instruments are even fucking working. Like you can barely hear anything. Yeah, like it's a so lot. loud and it's just mm-hmm. all fucked up and they're just like mm-hmm. barely playing. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a, a dope throne set of them playing at that same, whatever they're doing there. I, I, they're just playing in like the middle of the people. There's no even like, like a stage a, or anything. It looked like there's a just, festival of some kind. Yeah, they're just, but with no, but there's no sound system or anything. It's just like, Oh no, wait, there are mics. There's yeah, money. but um, so there's a PA, but there's no like nothing else. Like it's just they're on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. <clears throat> yeah, it's wild. Oh, I the other video. Scene. You ever watch Bus Invaders? Yes. You ever watched the? Have you seen the I Hate God one? No. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's Jimmy and who's the bass player now? Oh, Gary. It's Jimmy and Gary, and Gary is so like whacked out, like. Yeah, he's, he's so funny. fucking high out of his mind mm-hmm. and but like uh 
you know, so they give you the tour and like, as expected, the fucking like their tour van thing is like disgusting. Like it's gross as hell. You know, there's just <laughs> shit all over the place. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, I'm up here or whatever. And uh, Mike, he goes in the back and he just lays down there and like, you know, we got to check on him from time to time because we hear all kinds of weird shit. Like you hear him, he's like clicking and like making bird noises. And I don't even sometimes I don't even know if he's breathing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. and like he's not there and i'm like i wonder where the fuck they are <laughs> i'm gonna check that out yeah uh there's yeah there's a bunch of good ones um and it's in i forget where it's in uh it might it might be mini is it fucking minneapolis oh that'd be crazy that's where i am folks for anybody that no gary oh, i tell me. you what gary i'm friends with him on facebook he's awesome he that dude has seen more sights than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Every time they go on tour, he's he sightsees everywhere. Like so, he's always posting pictures of all kinds of uh, just crazy. Dude, you know. dude, hands down, the best fucking picture is them with the fucking koala. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna sue that y'all. Picture, <laughs> if this thing bites me, picture, I'm suing y'all. That's what he says. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> There's old wait, video wait. of that. There's a whole video of that. I don't know if it's around anymore, but but um, uh, one of the best quotes from that is uh, him going, "If this thing bites me, I'm suing y'all." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did see that. Who said that, Gary? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. One of them. But that shit's funny though, because they, because that honestly, that's their one of their taglines is that they um love to say is "I'm suing y'all." Like they <laughs> they run that shit to death. I don't know if they're still doing it, but back when I was hanging out like on those four with those four nights or whatever, they fucking said that shit all the time. It was like an inside joke for the band. And they said that all the time. I'm suing you. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, <clears throat> oh, this one's in Chicago. So maybe they jump around a little bit, but oh, okay. uh, yeah, I'll there's some good, there's out. some, there's some good ones, man. Uh, the weed eater the, bus invader weed, is, yeah. is great. The weed eater one is top notch. Mm-hmm. That one's great. This uh, is, I love, I still quote that shit all the time when, when, uh, uh, Dixie and I need it to be soft. From a back, yeah. The one where he goes, where he goes. This is where I am, all the day long. All the day <laughs> he's long. He's talking about his. He's talking about his little, his little bed. He's like, this yeah. is where I am, all the day long. <laughs> uh, but I, I love when Shep is like, so everything I got here is built for comfort, and it needs to be nice and soft from a back. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, God, from he's, a back. Man. he's got that roller, oh, man. Right? That Doesn't he have like the back roller? <laughs> yeah, he's got the back roller. Yeah, oh, I have one of those. I I just love it. it's just like oh shot glasses, uh, mustard, just like why the you know uh, soda. Uh, yeah, that one's good. Um, the Hyborian one is good. Coc one is honestly well, like not too one. bad. That one I enjoyed. Um, I think the obituary one that was pretty good. I think Clutch did one. I don't know. Yeah, I know they, they did have, one, they but I don't know if it was for Bus Invaders. Um, but yeah, yeah there, you're right. You're no, right. It might have been something. Yeah, it was something else. Like mm-hmm. that was what but I. That was when he, Neil given. Yeah, the it's the Neil, bus and he's just like here in the fridge, a lot of craft beer. Uh, kombucha. Coloring, yeah, kombucha. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump coloring book. I don't know when we're gonna get to that. And uh, you're all asking about that. Tra- That's when you find out like they haul a trailer. So that if they have to stop somewhere, JP can just set up his drums and fucking practice in a fucking trailer, mm-hmm. like a, in a trailer pod. Which I've he's seen. Like, which I've seen multiple. And he's times. like, "There he is. There, he's doing it." 
Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So that was funny. I uh, um, I, I remember uh, when I saw Clutch one time in uh, the House of Blues in Orlando, I was talking to Oscar, their tour manager. Um, and uh, I was on, we were on the set, we were on the balcony. And I heard the band was even playing. There was like an opening band was playing. But I was talking to Oscar and I heard other drums like coming from like outside. And I was like, is that who I think it is? And he's like, yeah, he's out there on the balcony. And like when you went outside to like where the smoking balcony was, there was an adjacent balcony next to it. Mm-hmm. And it was just him out there playing the drums, <laughs> like on a second story balcony playing for like everybody. It was crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Um. Anyway, back to egg. Oh, yeah. We're going to pronounce, pronounce the abbreviation. Um, so then it was, uh, what is it? Confederacy of... Confederacy Ruined Lives? Is it Confederacy yeah. of Ruined Lives? Is that how it... Confederacy that how it... of Ruined Lives, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so this one I thought was pretty good, too. Um, I, I got mega church of misery vibes on this yeah yeah you were yeah you were saying um they uh I, there's videos of them playing together I told like you, this one on. felt uh it, like i wrote down that it was like i could bounce along to this like this i think this is <laughs> yeah. their, i think this is probably their grooviest album um trying to think of what songs are i know blood uh blood money's on that album yeah blood right? money yeah yeah blood, blood money it. they play that live all the time that's yeah. like one of their lives they look um, but I noticed that like Mike sounds like he sounds nasty on this, and I'm like mm. n- not in the like. Was he really fucked up at this point? Because like, yes, that is okay. That yeah. makes sense. I don't yeah. think I. I think this was definitely that, not like that. Honestly, might have been their their worst time, as far as yeah. like being. Yeah, I think that's probably their because this the is still the... this is still even before Katrina, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Because right when when Katrina happened, and then the next one that came out was the preaching the end time. That's when they started to, I mean, for lack of a better term, get it together. Which is yeah, I mean, not really what they were doing, but I, I think basically they just kind of stopped doing harder drugs. Yeah, that you know they were like, um, we need to be somewhat functional. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Jimmy around that time, Jimmy noticed that because Down was coming back. Yeah, you know, and Down um, was a big payday for him. So he didn't, you know what I mean? He was like, whoa, wait a minute. Get some money here, <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I would. Um, but. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. Uh, anyway. So the, the, yeah, pretty good album. I, I liked it, you know? But I liked definitely, it, but... like, groovier and, you know, good. And I, I like I like it. I like the sound. It wasn't bad. But it felt a little bit like they were trying something else. Like, almost like they were like trying to because like i don't know because like even like the 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 wave of like that kind of music hadn't really like hit yet you know no yeah no not even not, like in, no. The, in the early 2000s like it was only whole, people like like me listening to that shit there wasn't anybody yeah, like, yeah. there wasn't a ton of bands that were like gigantic in, even in like sort of the the retro rock sound you know well you know St. Vitus, the bar, had a huge impact on the scene. Because up until before that, it was 
little tiny different it was all a bunch of different clubs you know what i mean instead of having that one club that everybody can go to you know what i mean they never until saint vitus that was never a thing um it was always like <clears throat> you know you'd see them at the hook in brooklyn or you see them at you know the the knitting factory or you'd see them at you know someplace else and blah 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 um and that because also the internet wasn't really a big thing back then too um so it was you'd miss a lot of the shows and stuff and you know and you wouldn't hear about bands so much that you do like you do nowadays you know what i mean like the the access to music is is a lot greater and it did a lot more for the for the scene i think you know oh absolutely with making it all accessible but but saint vitus had a big play in that you know what i mean because you know they can now bands like that can go there and play two nights in a row you know yeah and then and it's like you can go there and see a huge band and then like you know they'll host your local punk bands you know Mm -hmm. i mean sleep played there yeah i know almost went to that too and i didn't dude i would have man i'm gonna fly out for that shit well it was a surprise show they didn't announce it right like they couldn't there's no way they could. I don't think it was a surprise that. show. I think it was announced pretty. I think it was very like, oh hey, like this the is week happening before. Soon. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh man, that sounds cool. But then I was like, I don't know how the fuck to get out there, and like, I wasn't driving into the city at that point, and I just kind of. Mm-hmm. And I remember I like saw all the footage from it. I was like, that looked pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I was like, Damn. um. But then after, so then after that. No records for 14 years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was the dark time. There was uh, a, not a whole hell of a lot going on. Not with them. No. But the band never broke up officially. Mm-hmm. So they eventually, yep. like, you know, they get their shit back together, whatever, somewhat. And they put out self-titled. And uh, I really like the self-titled. Uh, I think the two that I like the best were Take Is Needed for Pain. And I think uh, I hate God. I thought the hard subtitle was really good. It's, it's, uh, it. You definitely feel like there's a return to their crusty roots, crusty mm-hmm. roots, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but it's, but it's doomier, and it's got some groove for sure. There's definitely mm-hmm. some groovy songs in there, and this felt like everything was coming together really nicely. Yes. Like they were definitely like pushing their original sound. But they were also like, oh, you know what? I think, I think like the Doom, they're, you know, not I think, but like the Doom crowd is definitely like has embraced the band at this point. So they put in, they still put in the Sabbath riffs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you just got some like a little bit of groove from, you know, I don't know, you know, Jimmy playing in his other band. What's that? What's that band called? Clearlight. Clearlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was one fucking sick song. Dude. Wow. The whole Dude. album is sick. The whole that the Mystic Crew of Clearlight album yeah. is fucking. That's, you know, I don't even. Want, we'll do a whole other show about that. <laughs> that band's fucking awesome. Is that available on vinyl? That's Paul Webb. Paul Webb plays in that band. Remember when we were talking about Paul Webb with John? Yeah, I don't know anything about Paul Webb. Yeah, he plays in that band. He's the other guitar player in that band. I remember I looked him up, but I don't remember reading anything. I don't yeah, remember yeah. what I read. He's an English musician. Am I thinking of the right Paul Webb? No, he's from New Orleans. He does not have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> That's <laughs> why. So 
Um, well, I might listen to that tomorrow. But yeah, I, I dug Dude, shit yeah, out of that record. Yeah, it really felt like a good, really felt like a good growth. And uh, so if the new, so if the new record sounds anything like that, I'll be happy. I, I believe it will. Judging from the one song I've heard, um, I mean, it's a faster song. Um, but um, I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of really groovy stuff on the album. I mean, in the self-titled album, there's like riffs on there that remind me of like almost classic rock. Yeah, there's riffs, definitely a couple you know in I mean? there. Yeah, definitely um, a few in there. And I was like, whoa, you know. But I, uh, I'm really excited for that. Actually, I'm, as soon as we hang up, I'm gonna pre-order that shit because I just saw them selling it. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. I'm... Well, I hope it's good. I, you know, I'm I'm surprised that they haven't used like more like weird distortion shit like in their music. Like I know it's distort, it's just, it's down tune, but they don't mm-hmm. use like they don't do anything where you know they're using like like making like a you know. There's no effects. Yeah, no they don't. Effects. Yeah, they don't do and, that. Like and when I say like, there's you know, no, like, yeah. you know, like there's no guitar out. effects at all. Uh, like what I'm saying, like is they plug straight into the amp, straight into the tuner. That's it. Oh there's wow! No, I believe that maybe Brian used a volume pedal or mm. something like that, but I'm pretty damn sure that it's just straight into the amp with no. Uh, they don't. He doesn't use any effect. Maybe he might have a chorus lead from when he has to do like the like the leads and stuff, Jimmy. But like, other than that, that's not really affecting the sound, other than just making it brighter for the leads. Well, well you um, know how like well you know like full of hell. You know how they put in like yeah. that weird like like those those weird like white noisy effects like even on like their vocals and shit. Like I don't know. I I always it seemed like based on some of the folks that Mike was like. I saw on his Instagram and whatnot. It definitely looked like he was checking out like some more experimental, like kind of music. So I'm wondering if it would ever come out. Oh, you know what? I've never listened to that fucking project he did with. Yeah. Corrections house. I've never listened Mm -hmm. to that, but everybody like everyone that I've talked to about that has been like that record fucking rules. I feel like someone told me it might be better than anything I hate. God has done. It's it's different. So you can't compare it. Okay. In my opinion, yeah, it's um, just listen to it. I I can't really. I'm not gonna go into it. It, I mean, it's him and Scott Kelly. You know what I mean? So, just imagine what that sounds like. I I don't even know. I mean, they uh, I, I don't even know what that would sound like. Yeah, I've never. Uh, li- I know Scott Kelly's got a couple of solo albums, right? Yes. Yes. I've um, never I haven't listened to any of them. Like I listen to Steve on Tills and it's very like, you know, low country. Oh, I'm sure it's like yeah, like ambient, you yeah. know, very like nature, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like uh dark nature poet poetry type shit. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you they, know? Uh, <laughs> I got his trading card today. Steve on You know, that dude is a beast. Yeah. You know what he does in his off time? Yeah, he's a teacher. He's a teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mr. Von Till. <laughs> what does he teach? Do you know what he teach? I don't even know what he teaches. I hope it's music. I don't think it's music. I, I, I just read an interview with him because he was talking about like you know, shit that's going on and how you have to like, you have to be like straight with kids. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to say maybe history. Uh, it's either history or history would I'm be gonna, great. History would be great too. I'm just gonna fucking look it up. 
Yeah, history would be great. The uh, you ever seen the Murphys? Yeah, I saw them uh, right before Psycho in 2019. Oh, awesome. yeah. They were it was yeah, yeah, yeah it was a great show. It was uh, Deaf Kids, really cool like experimental sort of noise rock band. I really dig the okay. shit out of them. And Bell Witch. Oh, okay. And, uh, it was really cool because uh, that band fucking rules. Uh, yeah. I saw, I've seen them twice. The first time I saw Bell Witch, they just played the one album because it's like oh, an hour fucking Mirror, long. Uh, Mirror Reaper. Mirror Reaper. Mm-hmm. And they had like... um which is a fucking incredible piece of artwork, in my opinion. Uh, it's it's a truly majestic thing. Oh, the cover? But, uh, no, no, no. The whole album. I mean, the whole thing. I just think it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just beautiful. next level. Yeah, um, it's beautiful. And, and the, the video that they played, it was just an hour of, like, just old society footage, but from, like, the 20s and just, like, an industrial areas of cities and it just so it was just very like just bleak you know and nothing like nothing hard i mean i think there was like some weird horror stuff eventually but like for the most part nothing really scary happened but it was just uncomfortable and Mm. uh because those were just uncomfortable times for a multitude of reasons but uh but when i saw them open for neurosis they did they they played like other shorter songs so it was a little bit of a different set and uh, it was really cool because when I saw them the first time, I saw them at La Poisson Rouge. And that's like a very like low ceiling, you know, everyone kind of like you're going to just kind of see what you see. Because um, mm-hmm. like if you've got someone tall for you. But then I saw them at Brooklyn Steel. That's where Nebrosis was playing much bigger stage. And mm-hmm. I was on the and I was on the drummer side. And, okay. you know, and what what's cool is. He faces. um the base that they, they face each other. They don't face yeah, the yeah. audience. Yeah. And it's really cool because he has a really interesting technique and he's also the vocalist, like for the, the harsh vocals. Mm-hmm. So he'll just sit there and you get to see, and you just see him hit and hit. And it's like, he like locks in. It's almost like he's like getting ready to take off and you just see like the thing come up and it, but it still sounds so fluid and organic. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dylan, I think his name is Dylan Desmond. His, bass has like i don't know seven or eight straight it's just this crazy fucking guitar yeah, it's like a big like, it's, bass yeah, yeah it's so cool like i love that band that band is so fucking awesome i got the dude's card today in the mail too the bass player the dude from yeah um, and tragic because the one of the band members died oh really yeah i didn't know that the, the original drummer oh so oh, it's it, it's a pretty not it's a pretty not happy story <laughs> oh. if you read about it but uh, but yeah, and then neurosis, and they were great, man. I mean, I think it was like probably I think they played like for like an hour, hour twenty minutes or something like that. I don't think they did an encore. If they did, it was they just it was like lights down, lights up. It was pretty mm-hmm. straight through. But they uh, that is some fucking time. hefty music, man. Like if you yeah. think that music is hefty, <laughs> like on just like you know streaming it on spotify it's like it's that is some hefty fucking shit and i'm like mm-hmm. man neurosis is just one of the coolest fucking bands and i get I some see. people think that they're like you know really pretentious or whatever but really i don't give a shit people I say that I'm, yeah i guess some Yo, people. whoever said that fuck you 
<laughs> I think they fucking rule, man. Like they're Hell just yeah. so they're insanely good. And, uh... It's funny too because like I they their music is so super serious. Like mm-hmm. it's so serious. Yeah, they do not play but games. like. But like Scott Kelly is a pretty funny guy. This is true. You know, the, like the first they time obviously I saw them... they obviously like enjoy what they listen to. You know, like they yes. they acknowledge the fact that some of what they listen to is very ridiculous and goofy, but they mm-hmm. do enjoy it. Yeah, the um, the first time I saw them, it was I seen them twice. The first time it was um, Neurosis, Clutch, and Pantera at the Roseland Ballroom in the city, and we got there. And Neurosis was playing already, and I had no idea who they were. It was through Silver and Blood mm. uh, during that. And uh, we were just downstairs walking into the place, and you have to walk up these stairs. I don't think the place is there anymore, honestly. Uh, Roseland? To, no. Yeah. Um, damn, that was a good venue. Dude, I've seen a shit of shows. Uh, but they, uh, we were walking like up the stairs, and the whole place upstairs was just and because everybody was stomping in their feet along with the band you know and we were just like what the hell is that and as we got to the top of the stairs and turned the corner the whole band's on the stage but they're all set up in a line because the pantera had all their bullshit and then yeah, yeah, yeah. clutch had their had their gear too and then they were so they were pushed out to the front of the stage so they were all in a line it was like noah um the bass player and then Steve Von Till and then uh, the drummer in the middle and then Jason in the middle and then Kelly on the other side. So it was like the weirdest stage setup, you know what I mean? And we were just like, what the fuck? And honestly, they were, they were better than clutch. They were clutch was good. Always is good. Yeah. Um, but compared to what, like they had to follow neurosis. Yeah, it's pretty you know, wild. It, it's hard. It's hard. Um, and then uh, the second time I saw them was actually it's it's on DVD. It's the Contamination Festival in Philly mm-hmm. when they headlined, um, and that was amazing. That was like surreal almost. That was Times of Grace tour. Yeah. Well, I it's just they have such a cool like layout because i mean with the with the keyboards and everything too like it's such a critical component and like you know what honestly i'm like shocked that uh, that like neurosis unless i'm wrong massive yeah they well that but i was gonna say i feel like neurosis opening up for nine inch nails would be fucking would be fucking baller that would be good that would be very good i would definitely be in attendance for that (laughs) i uh yeah it doesn't have it's to either, be for every single date, you know. You know what, but though? Like, I, believe, I believe that Nine Inch Nails has bands that are low energy on purpose open up for them. Did I hear that? Yeah, every, I've, I've never seen... A, I haven't been to any Nine Inch Nails shows where the opener was like... Oh, you know what? We, what there was one. It was um, this, that band Health. They're playing at Psycho. Well, if it happens, um, <laughs> they're like a weird, like noise rock, experimental rock band, and like 
they just like hit pedals for like 30 40 minutes and it was and screamed and it was pretty bad but their stuff that they've put out later like more recently has been like pretty good it, it definitely felt more like songs so i haven't really kept up with the band at all but i understand mm-hmm. uh actually no i did i did listen to a, a record they put out like last year the year before that and it was actually it was pretty good it was more like it was definitely noise rock but it was it had like structure and everything. what was the name of the band again health what a dumb like, name for a band i'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to think like who else i've seen open for nine inch nails Fucking stupid as shit <laughs> It's pretty fucking funny. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like uh Godspeed opened up for them one time, you know, like the obviously okay. like like big big sounding band but not a mm-hmm. definitely not a major like high speed band and then I'm like really I'm trying to remember who yes, I Somebody told me that Oh, Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Mm. Really? In 90s? Yeah. Wow, yep. that must have been a good show. It was the Dillinger Escape Plan was the special guest opener because they were playing like, in New what? Jersey. And uh, dude, Dillinger. Are, oh, forget what I said about, forget whatever I said about fucking low energy bands opening up. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Um, well, yeah, there's, they're all big Nine Inch Nails fans. Um, there's like, mm. there's honestly some Dillinger escape plan songs that I'm like, wow, this sounds super like Nine Inch Nailsy. Really? Like, yeah. On, <laughs> um, on Miss, like, uh, Miss Machine definitely like when i went back and listened to it i was like oh wow there's like a lot of nine inch nails sound on this and it's really like i don't know too many bands that ape that sound and do it well so i just don't know of many and Mm. uh they don't they're not aping it but they're definitely like using that playing style even on the guitar where it's like a lot of it's like a lot of like effects heavy and it's yeah. not really like the most complex guitar music, but it's very like crucial and important to the way that Nine Inch Nails operates. And just hmm. the way that Greg sings is very reminiscent of Trent Reznor. He's just like, Trent's not like a, like a belter, like Pucciato yeah. is. Where he can just like scream those fucking lyrics out. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he actually does like sing, he has like that sort of, that Trent Reznor voice where he's still... You know, he's like sort of scream singing, so to speak. Okay. But more on like the melodic side. Anyway, hmm. getting off into a big old tangent here. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, well, yeah, no, that's, uh, I, guess. I don't I don't even remember how we got on that fucking topic. So no, yeah, no. <laughs> but. Uh, oh, Corrections House. Oh, yeah. Corrections House. I'll listen to that band. Or and neurosis being awesome, but yeah, man, that was a great neurosis show. I dug the shit out of it. Um, <laughs> I didn't even have awesome. to like really wear my earplugs for that much of it. Like I took them oh, out at one point. Like, I was like, it's loud, but it's Brooklyn Steel, so it sounds really good. Yeah, it's a good venue. Sleep so, sounded yeah. amazing in there. Yeah, they did. They fucking did. But uh, yeah. Well, it's like ten. I haven't eaten yet, so probably gonna go. You bet. Uh, what have you been jamming to? Shit. Um. Besides, I hate God. Yeah. Uh. Well. P Funk live. Nice. Um. Nineteen seventy-seven. I think. You see it? Yeah. Parliament nice. live. This one, yeah. This is the shit. Um. Uh. Also, Sabbath. A lot of Sabbath. Uh. 
last couple days because I got uh, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath in on record, and um, uh, I knew it was coming, so I wanted to listen to some Sabbath. So I've been listening to that. Um, Ohm, because I got Conference, and then I got um, God is Good today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, a little bit of the usual. I'm trying to think of what on YouTube or anything like that. It's been mostly records lately. I'm um, trying to get caught up with podcasts, but uh, in addition to doing this podcast. Um, but I uh, checked out, there's this band out of uh, Texas called Frozen Soul. They're a death metal band. Really okay. good. Really dumb okay. shit out Um. And then, uh, as of like this recording, fucking new Gate Creeper coming out. So I'm obviously amped. For oh that. yeah, in a couple hours, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. midnight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, midnight tonight, January twelfth. Uh, new Gate Creeper. So that's fucking awesome. Yeah, definitely gonna try that to stay up for that. Rules, so. Yeah, they're good. So, yeah, I mean, there's some other good stuff coming out, or that I'm that I'm interested. Um, Obviously, uh, I Hate God's coming out. Um, the Body's got another record in the works. You ever listen to that oh, band? Okay. As, as, you ever listen to that death metal band as Fix? No. Oh, they're uh, my friend Craig told me to check them out, and they're really <clears> fucking. <throat> good. I really like them, and uh, they yeah. this is a new record they're putting out. It's the first one. I'm check them out. I'm gonna write it down. Uh, Cult of Luna. Suppose hey, we might get a new carcass album. We just don't know. Didn't it? Out. Did it come out or no? No, it didn't. It got del- oh. it got delayed, so they just put out an EP, which was actually really good. Oh, I really okay. liked it because I they was- played a couple songs uh, off of it at in Psycho at Psycho. Ah, uh, I didn't see them. I, I kind of wish I did. I caught the last of their set. It was good. Yeah, um, of course it was good. Um, I saw. Uh, yeah, they played. Uh, they played a couple songs off <coughs> off of it. Yeah, they were they were pretty good. They're awesome. They have the best band name of all time. They have the best yeah, metal band true. name of all time. It's Carcass. True. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's and so their lyrics just like surgery book, like a like a like a doctor's just, book. You just read like a disgusting. like a medical. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I've been listening to. But yeah, I'm gonna go eat something. Oh. Cool. I've been loving these um everyday doll. It's called. It's like um D A A L. It's a uh, Indian food that comes in like a in like a pouch, and oh, okay. it's all kinds of different. They have all kinds of different curries and everything, and um I've been liking those. I think I'm gonna go have one right now. <laughs> I got like a Madras curry upstairs. Oh. So. You know me. I can't eat curry, so. Oh yeah. Damn. And I did over the weekend, and I paid the price for it. Was it that, or was it getting shit faced the other night? It was definitely both. <laughs> <laughs> One did not help the other. Well, I know too it's, much, it's... too much fucking booze and too much fucking sodium. It's funny that you. Uh, I know when you start <clears throat> like uh, texting me about Godzilla at like ten thirty at night. You're like, definitely, oh, he's probably, probably some drinking going. <laughs> You was, should be uh, you should be lucky it's not 10:30 in person. I just I'm, I'm just happy to talk to people. Honestly. That's true. That's true. So, all right, man. Well, I think we'll call it a night. 
we'll, all right. Hey, man. We'll thanks for everything, as always. Yeah, thanks for coming on, as always. No problem, man. I'm always here uh, for you. Everybody yeah. in Radio Land out there, be all right. Be cool. Radio Land. You know? <laughs> fucking everybody um, wash your fucking hands and shit. Yeah, wear please. Wear a mask. Don't be a fucking asshole. Yeah. And in the springtime, check out my knives. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely check out uh, August Heirloom's Blades. He does blade repair. So yep. drop him a line. Follow him on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. New Blades right. coming out in the spring. It's going to be really cool. Um, new nice. stuff, too. Also, I'm working on... Yeah, yeah. Also, I'm uh, working on possibly doing a production run of bows, handmade bows, and maybe um, some whips. I'm looking into whip making because i recently bought a bull whip and I'm playing around with it it's fucking awesome all right man that'll do it hey, for listen. this chapter cool love you bro see you later, later.